you're listening to the Web Marketing Adelaide Podcast. We give you the tips and strategies to help you utilize the web to get more traffic, leads and sales for your business. Now here's your host, Nick Morris. G'day everyone, my name's Nick Morris and welcome back to the Web Marketing Adelaide Podcast. Today we're talking about the dot brand revolution and we've got a special guest with us, Sean Lacornu from Slam Strategy. G'day, Sean. Welcome to the show. G'day, Nick. G'day, everybody. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you going? Busy. Very busy. <laughs> yes, it's always the way, isn't it? Especially in this space, as we were, we were just talking about yeah. before the show. It's very fast-moving and um, always lots going on. But uh, let's launch into the... Uh, before, before we get into the topic for today, how about you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your business, Slam Strategy? Sure, okay. Uh, uh, my name's uh, Sean Lacorny. Um, I'm the uh, CEO of Slam Strategy and the founder. Um, I've been in this industry since uh, 1998. Um, I was formerly working for my family's business, which uh, if you're a South Australian, you would know quite well, uh, Lacorny Furniture. And I was with them for 20-odd years and developed an online strategy for... Uh, the company, and uh, we generated about $7 million a year from that, which was great. I got to play with some very cool and fun internet tools while working for them, which has now put me into the uh, fortunate position of of being able to gain lots of experience. Um, so uh, then uh, the company sold the business, and then I started up Slam Strategy, and now I provide uh, internet strategy solutions for business um, you know, based on that knowledge that I gained from uh, that 20 years. Awesome, great, great little introduction. Um, so the topic for today, as I said, was is the dot brand revolution, and um, I think a lot of business owners perhaps may have been vaguely aware of um, this this new thing uh, with the the top level domains in the news, but they probably don't really have a, a good idea about it. So that's really what we're talking about today. What is, what's it all about and, and how does it, uh, how is it going to impact uh, business owners? Sure. And you've yeah. got, um, you've got six points on your, on your whiteboard there. And I think it's best if we perhaps go through each of those points so we can get a real sort of sense of what it's all about. So what, what's your first point you got up there, Sean, and I'll let you get started. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, what is the first one I've got up there? So, I mean, really that is, to give a bit of a background, uh, we all know, um, if you don't know what a domain or a top-level domain is, that is .com, .gov, uh, .net, uh, they're considered top-level domains. There's also uh, country code top-level domains like .com.au um, and those sorts of things. So there's, there's roughly 22 top-level domains that have been in the industry for uh, for quite a while. And, and these were set up by a company called ICANN, uh, which are the stewards of the internet um, established by the US government. Uh, yes, the internet is run by the US government. That's right. Um, and uh, uh, ICANN, uh, which is the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, uh, they have been working on a plan uh, to uh, develop the whole internet uh, for a long, long time now. And they started it out with the dot-coms that we know and .nets and that. And now, as of, uh, I think it was uh, June of 2011, uh, they released uh, the successful program to 
allow uh, businesses and uh, entities to, uh, to own their own uh, slice of the internet. So what that means is that, uh, uh, for in, for, especially in for terms of businesses, is that you are now uh, going to be able to own your own trademark on the internet. Uh, so that's what a, a, a top-level domain is, and uh, you know, it, uh, I think that pretty much explains it. It, it. Is there any more detail you'd like on that? Do you think from the, for the listeners? No, I think that that, that uh, sort of intros it pretty well. Just just so we're um, so we're sort of clear on it. So we're talking about, as you said, the dot coms and the the dot something that happens at the end yeah. of your domain. Yeah, for instance, name. it might be dot Nike. It might be dot Ferrari. It may be dot Toshiba. Yeah, absolutely. So it's obviously going to be a pretty big difference to what people are used to where, you know, in Australia, we're often looking for the .com that I use and uh, more generally the .coms. And now we're going to be seeing .brand, which is going to be a, quite a different uh, different space to be in. So it could be really interesting to see what, how it develops. Uh, look, uh, what's yeah, yeah, there it is. It is going to be very interesting, especially for the brands, uh, because uh, for the first time, they're actually going to be able to control internet policy for their own trademark. Whereas if, if they were Ferrari.com, they would be under the rules and regulations of .com. Uh, where under this, uh, and, and what's most important for any uh, trademark holder, is that they need to have control of their trademark on the internet. And that's part of why um, you know, 60% of the nearly 2,000 applications that went in were for brands. Now, this, this isn't for just any brand to get involved with. In fact, they created a window uh, um, for the applications to, ha uh, to happen, of which that's ended uh, in March of 2012, I think it was. And uh, that... Um, uh, that window allowed the people to apply. But you first of all, you had to have $185,000 just for the application fee. Um, and then there are the ongoing costs. So each one of these is about half a million dollars a pop. Now, besides the brands, there are what they call generics. Uh, and, and really, the top-level domains that, we, that I'm talking to you guys about are really broken into two main categories and hopefully I'm not going to lose people in this conversation but there's two main categories there's what they call uh, an open register uh, an open uh, open uh, top level domains and closed top level domains now the difference between the two is that your dot coms are what you would call an open meaning that anybody that the general public can apply to own uh, a subdomain or a second-level domain name of that top-level domain. So it could be SeanLaCorney.com, it could be Ferrari.com. Um, but with the closed top-level domains, which are basically uh, the, the vast majority of those are for brands, that is purely for internal purposes. The brands are not going to be selling those domain names. I mean, there's you know there's there's no point in selling a domain name of a brand, and that's the way they've, they've structured it. Uh, and it also enables them to maintain that control. So uh, besides the dot Ferraris that you, uh, you'll see, there is also going to be top level, uh, you know, open ones uh, called uh, like dot pizza, 
or, or dot love, uh, dot church, uh, a whole range of, of uh, domain names that uh, the brands also need to consider because some of these uh, these extensions are actually relevant to their industry. Uh, for instance, if, if you're um, uh, a chemist, um, there's going to be dot pharmacy. Um, if you're in the fashion industry, there's going to be dot fashion. So you need to understand how that's going to impact on your business and what you, what you need to do to prepare for that because uh, this is uh, considered to be the greatest change to the internet since the creation of the internet itself. Why? Uh, it's, it's debatable because uh, you know, on, on the one side you've got, uh, and that's another one of our topics up here, why? Um, is that uh, on, on one side you've got a, a whole pile of people who are saying, well, why do we need them? Uh, we've got .com, we've got .gov, we've got all of those things out there. Why do we need all these other extensions? Um, this is just a ploy by big business to capitalise on the market and to, you know, further sink their teeth into, uh, you know, making more money. Well, and I can understand that, but my background being uh, in retail and franchising and internet strategy, I can see that there, that there is also a, a huge amount of opportunity here. Um, and, and, and part of that reason is, is that as a consumer, um, I, uh, when I type something into the internet, I'm, I, am, I am looking for something. And that word that I type in, I'm expecting relevant results to come back that are going to satisfy whatever my search query is about. So I am trying to look for uh, grouping, I suppose. So if I'm, looking, if I'm looking for pizza, I'm looking for something to do with pizza. So the natural thought process for me would be that if a company has a dot pizza, then they're one, they're up to date with what's happening in the online space, so they're more likely to be able to satisfy my request for an online question. But they're also in the right genre. Um, you know, take Eagle Boys for instance. Now, if you don't know who Eagle Boys Pizza is, who's Eagle Boys? Uh, so. Um, if they came up in a search result, that for a split second there, my subconscious is not necessarily going to identify Eagle Boys as being a relevant search term. Whereas uh, Pizza Haven dot pizza, for instance, automatically straight away in that split second, I'm going to be able to identify with that company. And when you're talking about things on the internet, we are talking about percentages. 1%, 2%. There is so much information that's out there. And you'd know this yourself, you've been, you're, you're an internet man. It, you know, you can be out by an inch and be out by a mile in the internet space. And so that's why uh, these top level domain names are going to be so important. And you know, for a brand, this is going to be the absolute cheapest, most cost effective way for them to be able to gain uh, branding exposure. If you are a, an, a, an Australian brand or a global brand, uh, for instance, and it doesn't have to be that, but if you, let's say you're one of those, think of what mediums you have available to you in order to build your brand. 
the first thing that comes to mind is the internet. So being able to brand yourself on the internet as a dot brand gives you that, that percentage of extra brand recognition and control that you didn't have before. I mean, I, I, uh, I can uh, think of a, a, a brand comes to mind that I won't mention at the moment. I can think of a brand that uh, they have, they have, they're a franchise company. They have, uh, uh, I think it's about 1,300 franchise stores in about 30 countries around the world. Now, each of those uh, uh, franchise stores, they have a website. Each of those websites has a different domain name. There's no consistency with that domain name structure. And the brand is freaking out because they don't know how to control this whole internet space. Now, if, if they, all of those uh, franchises were under their brand, so, you know, uh, it might be uh, store in Glenelg, whatever it is, dot brand, uh, if that franchise closes or if something changes, they have complete control over that. Whereas at the moment, they don't even know what domain names these franchisees have got that they're using. So these brands, these, these franchisees could go rogue and then they can badmouth. And there are examples of franchises that have done that, franchisees that have done that. Now, I'm not saying that that's the whole motivation, but it, a brand needs to maintain their control. Yeah, great. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, it's definitely, it seems like it's going to be really uh, targeted towards people, obviously, obviously, as you say, trying to control their brand and how their brand's viewed in the marketplace. And uh, specifically the franchise thing where, uh, as, as it is now, as you say, there's lots of independent uh, franchises with their different websites and there's very little control going on. And uh, totally. definitely... You can definitely see how having that control with your dot now, brand the, there can, can impact the, that. The really what um, and I wouldn't say the elephant in the room, but really the the, the thing this that this is all really based around on the internet is Google. Fundamentally, between uh, eighty-five and ninety percent of all search online is done using Google. And that, I mean, that is changing as uh, some of the other platforms like Bing and, uh, and, the, and the likes uh, get up to speed. But by far, the strongest platform is Google. So all of this really is irrelevant unless Google happens to be doing something. And uh, they are. In fact, uh, they have um, painted the algorithm to include the ranking for top-level domain names. Um, they are, uh, so uh, previously there was uh, the uh, perception that a .com or would be more likely to show up higher in the search results than, say, a .net or a uh, .mobi. And on that basis, a .com.au was more likely to show up than a .com because .com.au is for Australia. Well, uh, that's changing. And the impact that that is going to have includes into Google AdWords and, uh, and, and a whole, st and, and obviously search engine optimization. So businesses need to be aware of that because there's obviously millions of dollars that's invested into 
you know, coming up in those search results. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're not on the front page of Google, as any search engine person will tell you, then you, you're invisible, basically, uh, because uh, most people will be in that space. Um, now, actually, on that note, um, with .com.au, there is all, uh, there some uh, cities have also applied for their top level domain. So there's going to be a .new York, and more importantly for Australia, is that there's going to be a .sydney and a .melbourne. Now, if I'm looking for a uh, a uh, hotel in Sydney, then Somebody who has uh, www.getawayhotels.sydney is going to come up higher in the search results than what a .com.au for uh, you know a hotel a hotelsydney.com or .com.au is going to purely because they're basing it on the fact that a .sydney is more likely to be relevant to a Sydney search than a .com.au is to be to a Sydney search. And there's, there is still argument and debate over that um, uh, because, you know, they say, well, uh, and your optimization people out there would say, well, it's all about relevance. Google says it's all about uh, what's the most relevant site and that's what comes up in search results. And, and my argument, and this is irrelevant of what Google does or doesn't say, is that if you have two websites that are absolutely identical in every respect, the content's the same, the content's updated at the same time, but the only thing that's different between those two websites is the domain name, the more relevant domain name will appear higher in those search results. And that's the way Google wants it to be. Um, and uh, Google themselves have applied over a hundred top-level domain names, so that says something. Yeah, so they obviously uh, care about it there. Um, being an SEO myself, um, uh, the the SEO, how, how this is going to impact SEO is certainly very interesting for me, and it will be interesting to see once they get out into the marketplace and start being used, um, how it impacts that, what what Google's going to be doing with that. Um, and also, it's interesting that... Uh, I was going to say, there's, there's actually up on my um, uh, Facebook site, um, there's actually an article from Matt Cutts, uh, who is, he's, he's the man, and uh, I, I refer to an article that he's done regarding this exact topic, so yeah, check that out. Oh, awesome. I'll, um, I'll link to that in the show notes for this episode uh, from the website, if anyone wants to check that one out. Um, yeah, so... Obviously, Google are taking note, as you said, if they've they've uh, patented uh, a process for for including this in their algorithm and also applying for their own uh, things themselves. And it also, it's interesting to note that there's been a bit of a progression lately within SEO anyway towards more of a branded approach, uh, giving more weight to, to brands on the internet as opposed to, say, keyword-rich domains or, or exact match domains, it's known as. Um, so... I can see the dot brand certainly impacting that, and also when you're talking about dot Sydney, that's basically a brand in in itself. Like that's a right. Brand. So uh, I can see how this sort of fits in with a, an overall picture as well. Um, let's start change tact a little bit and and think about how um, 
obviously most businesses or most smaller small to medium sized businesses aren't going to be able to afford the the hundred and eighty thousand or or so or even up to half a million for the whole process as you mentioned yeah to get one of these domains but when we're talking about the these ones like the dot city ones um how how can the smaller businesses um like the hotels for instance be taking advantage of these are they sure. going to be is there going to be a a a city sort of um, organization that's looking after those and distributing them to people who want them? And how is okay, that going to work, so, do you think? Sure, sure. Um, it'll be the same process as what happens now for you to purchase a .com.au. So you'll go to a registrar like GoDaddy or um, Melbourne IT or uh, any of the other registrars out there uh, and you'll apply for uh, a domain name. They will have a list of all of the uh, domain names available and you'll just type in what it is that you're after and you'll go through the normal process. And that fundamentally won't change. So there, there, what there will be though will be far more choice. Um, the argument that uh, there's already 22 and some of them, uh, many of them, are not full at all. But the the thinking for me is is that uh, uh, the choice d doesn't go far enough. It's it's one thing to have 22 top level domains to choose from, and it's quite another to have you know a thousand domain names to choose from. I mean, there's even uh, uh, Google applied for dot lol l o l as a a strange one. There's even dot uh, 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 sucks. As or uh, so you know, you can imagine what this is going to create, and it you know the the idea from ICANN was to create diversity. It was to create thought. It was to create uh, you know creativity in the internet space that they believed was was not there, and um, a lot of the um, negativity is definitely coming from domainers, uh, people who have bought up, you know, lots of dot coms that they then uh, on sell, uh, you know, for a profit. And the last thing they want to see is dot com becoming uh, less relevant because that's obviously going to affect their cash flow. Yeah, that's um, good that you mentioned that because that was a question that just occurred to me. What what these um, domainers think of this change? I wonder if um, do you think it's going to have a uh, actually going to have a massive impact on their on their business model, or do you think it will be maybe a slow? It was slowly. Well, uh, look, diminish that. Yeah. Um, look, I'm an optimist, so I'm always and I, I'm I'm progressive for change, uh, and you know I would like to see more diversity and and part of what I'm doing out there as a passionate person for this is trying to speed up that process. The official word from uh, you know people in the industry is that it is going to take a long time for these things to take effect. And part of that is because, uh, well, if you are ranking for your .com or your .com.au and then suddenly you change your domain name, well, that's going to affect your ranking. So um, people are going to be hesitant to 
be changing that. So there will be a transition phase for those who are looking at transitioning, but they believe that um, the vast majority of purchases will be new people who are just looking for their first domain or they're looking for a new domain name uh, for whatever reason. So that's going to be something that happens over time because, you know, largely 95% of the population are not even aware that this whole thing is happening. Um, you know, it doesn't affect their daily lives at the moment, uh, but as soon as they see those rankings get affected, they're going to start asking some questions as to why that's happening. Um, I really believe that the, the uh, success of the entire uh, domain name industry for these new top level domains is going to be largely up to the brands who are, who have gone and purchased or are, who have gone you know, are purchasing their own trademark as a top level domain and and the reason behind that is because well first of all they've invested half a million dollars plus at least fifty thousand dollars a year to maintain it um, so there's an ongoing uh, investment there so any brand any business the objective is that whatever you invest in you want to return on that investment so uh, these brands are not going to be any different um, and initially that many of them purchase these top level domains for a from a security point of view in a, a, what they call a defensive registration because they wanted to make sure that you know uh, let's say if, if you're United Airlines for instance um, they wanted to you know try and secure their dot United in case one of their opposition uh, or another trademark did now there's inherent issues with all of that if you know so I won't go into um, the, the the political side of registering of top level domain names but um, you know there there are those brands out there that would that would hate to see uh, their global trademark that they've invested millions and millions of dollars in suddenly be owned by another entity that they have absolutely no control over. So many of them invested just because they felt they had to. But the advantage that they've got is that they also have huge databases of existing clients, existing customers. And the, so for them, it's a matter of educating the, their customers about, uh, you know, hey, we've got a new domain name. And, you know, you'll see, you know, going down uh, on a bus, you know, uh, a, a big sign, you know, talking about uh, uh, L'Oreal or Tiffany or even AFL or ANZ. So to bring something home, yes, AFL has applied for their own top-level domain name. So is Channel 7. They've applied for their own top-level domain name. So you are going to start to see these, you know, uh, these domain names now appearing in advertising material that they're using to their customers and also to show a point of difference between them and their competition. So the uh, open uh, domain names like, you know, .lol and uh, .pizza, they don't have that database with which they can educate people. So they are largely looking at people just to start asking questions and educating themselves. Whereas the brands who have got 
you know, everybody, <laughs> you know, everybody's a fan of a brand somewhere along the line. Once they start getting involved with their, with their advertising and promotion and their education process about, hey, we've got a, uh, a Dot Tiffany and, you know, anything that happens under Dot Tiffany is a real Dot, you know, is the real product. You know, Nike, for instance, how many people want to, uh, you know, buy a pair of authentic Nike shoes? Well, part of the, um, the program that Nike and all brands are going to use is if it doesn't end in our brand, then it's not us. And that's a way of being able to identify a real website that has the, the uh, legitimate product from someone who's doing copies and it's a sub-quality product. Great, yeah, fantastic. Um, let's just talk a little bit about timing. Uh, so, where where, are we, where are we at now in terms of timing? How long until we, we might start seeing these uh, these top level uh, domains out there? Sure, sure. The, that the uh, that would be the when. Uh, okay, so um, the these uh, top level domain names are now going through uh, the uh, approval process. And uh, there's, there's various stages that they have to go through um, in order to, uh, uh, to get approval. Um, in fact, uh, if you go to www.gtld.net.au, uh, that is a website that we've set up that is dedicated specifically to top-level domain names, um, understanding the process, uh, how to apply, um, the uh, agreements and everything that's, that's there, uh, you'll find that on that site. Uh, there is some information that needs to be updated on there uh, because this space is constantly changing. But if any of the readers want to you know, get some more information about it, it's there. Um, if any of them are wanting to apply, they can't at the moment, uh, that they haven't done a second round, although they say they will be. Um, but we're expecting that uh, in the third quarter of uh, this year, that they will start to be getting approved. And you will start seeing that advertising starting to happen. And uh, it's gonna be very, very, very interesting. Huge opportunities for those people who get involved early. Um, whether it be um, that, you know, um, for instance, um, a, an example is uh, Virgin who, when dot triple X, um, was listed. Uh, Virgin uh, Richard Branson went and defensively registered www.virgin.xxx uh, because he didn't want that to affect his business and his trademark. So businesses who haven't applied and don't have a, a uh, you know, for these top level domains, they need to be thinking about what ones can they apply for that they can use to add value to their business, but what ones can should they be registering as well to uh, defensively register against uh, somebody who might purchase it to use it for their own purpose and that could be negative to their business. So there's a few things there that they can look at. And um, there is, uh, ICANN has set up a, a trademark clearinghouse which is where brands can go to to apply 
before these domain names are released to the public, they can apply to uh, have defensive registrations beforehand of these top-level domain names and secure that space for them. So, yeah, interesting. Cool, cool. Um, and have uh, have ICANN, have they given any indication as to when there might be another round? I, th I thought I heard a five-year yeah, uh, number thrown around. The way they've, basically they said, look, we can only process 500, 500 applications a year, maximum. Um, and although that's, that could change, that hey, they haven't said that it would. So if there's 1,500 applications, assuming that there's no problems, there's no contentions, there's no you know, political issues, um, that would take three years. Now, if there is problems, um, then that could take longer. Because, um, uh, for instance, for .app, there were, I believe, 11 companies that applied to uh, register .app. Um, they have to go through a process of, first of all, being approved by ICANN, but then if they those that uh, that have that did get approval, they then have to either negotiate amongst themselves, and if unsuccessful in that negotiation, they then have to go to a, an auction, and then that'll come down to he who has the most money wins. And you know, um, one company by the name of Donuts. Um, they registered for 307, I believe, top-level domain names, all open, all for uh, um, uh, people to, to purchase from, but they're in contention with uh, many companies, including Amazon and, uh, and others, uh, who have also applied for some of these. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so there could be quite a process before we see yeah. um, another round later down the track. Three I guess, to five years, I think, is safe. Yep, absolutely. I was, I was thinking along the lines of when, when might we see a, a .adelaide uh, coming out there. Uh, who, who would be responsible for actually doing the application for a .adelaide? Would it be like, uh, like Adelaide, the city of Adelaide? or? Uh, yeah, well... Uh, it would probably be the uh, the council would approve it, uh, or so. For instance, I could uh, well our company does. Our company helps organisations to apply for top level domain names, um, and uh, you know I I could apply for a top level domain name myself. Um, when you get involved with something like a domain name that involves government. Um, the, you need to have uh, approval from the government in order to uh, to do that, and it would be more of a uh, of something that you worked with in conjunction. Um, and you know what? I would uh, when uh, the applications uh, were open, um, you know, I'm kicking myself in the foot now for not um, contacting uh, the Adelaide City Council about applying for it. Now that I know that. Uh, Sydney and Melbourne, because the thing was, we, nobody knew who was applying for what. Um, some had come out and, and publicly said, hey, look, you know, we're registering 
uh, Dr. Sheba or, or whatever it might be, but many kept it quiet. Uh, and, you know, it was only through the, you know, walking the hallways that you would find out about some of these things. Great. Yeah, I guess that um, also contributed to the defensive position thing that you were talking about before. If no one really knew who was registering what, there would have been a lot Correct. of, oh, we better get this and this in case someone else might be thinking of getting it. Um, well, yeah, well, if they don't, then they miss out. And then, yeah, and then you've got, on top of that, the perhaps three to five year period until they can actually catch up. So doubly bad if they don't get on top of it. Um, that pretty much brings me to the end of the, the questions I have on this topic. Um, Thanks very much for joining us on the show, uh, Sean. Uh, I think no problem. You're probably the the best person to talk to this uh, talk to about this topic. Obviously, you have quite a lot of knowledge and passion for it, so it's really good that we uh, that we've come to you for this for this um, particular topic. Um, where is, can people? Sorry, go on. I was just going to say there is one more uh, interesting thing that I did want to tell the viewers about, which. Um, I think is going to be very relevant and especially in terms of the brands is that now that the brands own or are going to own their own trademark, there is the possibility that they are going to offer to their customers a personalized web space experience for their customers. So it could be SeanLacornu.Ferrari. SeanLacornu.Tiffany, SeanLacornu.ANZ, and they will then provide a, uh, a, a tailored web space. So if you do internet banking, for instance, uh, your internet banking pro, uh, profile um, would be tailored around what you do on the internet, uh, more so than it is now. Now, uh, how that's all going to transpire exactly um, the brands aren't really aware of. Uh, they, they don't know how exactly they're going to use that. But that is something definitely that if you're a fan of a brand that uh, you will, you know, for instance, AFL, uh, you may be able to go and have your name.afl and that may um, entitle you to certain benefits that you would only get as a .afl member. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just the more we talk about the topic, you just there's so many more avenues that you see that oh, sort of totally. open up, and uh, and it's only going to get uh, more, I guess, uh, after we get in there. I mean, just on the AFL point, I guess all the teams are going to want, you know, their team name dot AFL. Uh, yeah, have fans with a subdomain of that even with with perhaps uh, fan yeah. dot team dot AFL, and uh, there's so many possibilities. But I think we'll uh, we'll leave it there for today. If um. Uh, I'll put the links that you mentioned, uh, both the Matt Cutts article and also, was it gtlds.net.net.au for your yep, website? gtld.net.au. Um, if, uh, if anyone would like to get uh, contact us on our other website, it's www.slamstrategy.com.au um, or they can also find us on Facebook, uh, Slam Strategy, Twitter, Slam Strategy, uh, YouTube, Slam Strategy, um, and also LinkedIn as well. So um, more than happy to chat to anybody. Awesome. You obviously got your branding, uh, your own branding there in line with the, the consistency there. I'll have all Thank the you. links in the show notes for this episode at webmarketingadelaide.com.au. And thanks again, Sean, for joining us on this episode. That brings us to the end of another podcast. 
For more information about this episode and all our others, head to our website, www.webmarketingadelaide.com.au.